just want to start off this episode by saying I am so gosh darn thankful for every one of you guys. You guys make this podcast so fun to do when you reach out and say you loved the most recent episode and means so much to me. And I, I just have these feelings as this school year winds down. I, I'm sentimental. I'm emotional. And, and I have these feelings of thankfulness because you guys, for you that listen, uh, you make it fun. You know, I, I, regardless, I'd yell into a microphone all day, whether people listen or not. But to the people who tune in and, and give me feedback and say such nice things, like I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And you're going to get someone today who knows exactly what I'm talking about, who does so many things in the sports media game um, that you have a hard time keeping track of what he's doing sometimes because he's so active in it, but he's dedicated. That's one thing you can never take away from this guy. He's dedicated to what he does. He cares about what he does. And he's someone I've just been fortunate to meet here at Ball State. And there's so many people like this, but he just sticks out because of his commitment and his drive to want to be great at everything that he does. And he's made a commitment to sports media, and I want you guys to remember this name because down the line, you're going to be hearing it a lot on your television, on your local newscast, whatever it's going to be. You're going to be hearing the name Andy Newman. So here he is, Andy Newman. Welcome back to another episode of Indiana Drive with Caleb Zuver and friends. As always, I'm your host, Caleb Zuver. Across from me today, joining me once again, this is the last time, Andy, I'm going to record in here for the year. It's kind of sad, and maybe ever, because I won't be in Doherty Complex for the rest of time. Now, you're a freshman. Andy Newman's with me today. Uh, Have you liked Doherty this year? Has it accommodated you? Well, Zuber, thank you so much for having me on. Um, and it's a weird way to yes, start a podcast. It so. is, but whatever. Um, it's the end. It's the beginning. It's whatever. Um, I will say that I was 100% conned into into going into the Honors College and DeHorty, I feel like, because I was led to believe that DeHorty Complex was the greatest, the best dorm on Ball State's oh, campus, what, and it is same. absolutely nowhere close to that. I mean, it's not bad. Like, I don't have a legitimate problem. No, it's, yeah, it it. It has its flaws and its positives. Like, this room is nice, but I was led to believe that it was by far the greatest. And King Corn, I've walked King in there. King Corn's good. No, it looks like a freaking airport. Yeah. Like, it is, <laughs> I don't even know, like a five-star hotel. Yeah. It, park. Have yes, you been in there, I've too? I've been in the park as well. It's just right across the street from us, and I've, it's uh, hey, ten no, times better. My mom was so excited for me. She's like, Andrew, you're going to have the best dorms on yeah. campus. And I was like, and they, that's what they were telling me. Nope. Same with my mom. Shout it's, out Betsy. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. It's it's not. It's nowhere close to being as awful as like Woodworth. Oh, but it is. I know. It's less than stellar. Is what I. What's fine. Exactly. And we're 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 gonna talk a little bit more about our favorite and least favorite things about Ball State. But yeah, uh, Andy, introduce yourself because you know I'm sorry for putting you on the spot there. I don't. No, it's I think fine. people want to know who you are rather than if you if you liked living in a in a yeah. Dorm. That's true. That's fine. So. Go okay. ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Um, so, okay, so my name is Andy Newman for the uh, people from uh, Zuver's hometown that don't really know who the heck I am. Um, I met Zuver last semester, so that had been uh, 2021. Uh, this I'm a freshman, like you said, at Ball State. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, big Colts fan. Um, I'm in Newslink, Indiana with Zuver um, in the sports section. Um, yeah, first year at Ball State. Been enjoying it. Been enjoying my time with Zuver. We've been uh, doing a little... Having some fun on the weekends a little bit. Yeah, yeah been enjoying ourselves. Been um, I haven't been enjoying myself as much as Zuber has. Um, but no, it's been it's been a fun time. Um, <laughs> Zuber just chuckling uh, over there. Okay, it, what could I say? Yeah, I don't mean. know. Hey, no, hey. <laughs> our walks back at 2 a.m. Hey, it's been fun. It's yeah. been fun, man. No, Deep no, talks, bro. And, G, uh, and yeah, um, and hopefully uh, looking over uh, Keen as well. Shout uh, out Daniel, Daniel yeah, Keen. Lord. Yeah, but no, no. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, yeah. I, again, massive Colts fan. I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit later as well. We will. Um, and, you know, again, 
last time recording in here, Andy, there's been a lot of great guests in this in this room. Yeah, and and their ghosts live on. So Good. we're hoping that you can live up to to the expectations that have been set for you. I, I, I know you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Newslink Indiana is how we met, Andy, and. Um, Pre mustache Zuber, yeah. yeah. You like it it's, now? I do. I do like the mustache. It it it, it adds character. I think it does. I think it so. does. And I, I haven't shaved my mustache in a long, long time. And I think I'm just going to keep it that way for the rest of summer. You Fine. might. And maybe when I show up next year, I'll, I'll start over. But we'll see. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. Newslink Indiana was where we where we met. And if you watched my our telecast on Thursdays, uh, every other every other week, you'd see us alternate for sports anchor. Yep. Um. Let's just start there. What, what were some of your favorite things about this year in, in Newslink, Indiana? I'm glad that I was able to find like my own little niche here. Yeah. Um, definitely at the beginning of the year, like I didn't really, I knew that there were areas that I could get into that I would enjoy and find a place like that I would want to go to and like find my little community. And I'm glad that Newslink, Indiana, like provided me that, um, sure. especially in the sports area. Like I love everybody else else that's at Newslink as well, but. Um, like the sports department obviously speaks to me because I'm a huge yeah, um, sports fan, um, and I I'm in the UML a lot now. Yeah. Just even like every night you yeah, went in the I second know. semester. I know, so it's been. I'm glad that I've been able to find something to occupy my time that I really sure. enjoy, and I met a lot of cool people. Met you, met Bryce Dim Savage, Joey Moore, mm-hmm. Vinny Monterano. I'm throwing out some bunch of names: Zach Greer, yep. Danny. Shout out to all that. John Kleemeyer, the uh, Phil, Kara, everybody, everybody, yes. All, I, I, if I'm, I don't think I missed anybody. I don't no, think you did. No. I think that's everybody. But yeah, no, I've really enjoyed my time there. Um, I think gotten into getting into broadcasting and news and stuff like that with sports is just yeah. something that I've enjoyed for a while. So I'm glad I was able to find it here as well. So before we get into talking about the Colts, as you alluded to earlier, um, you want to tell the people about the fame that I achieved today. Today, oh, today's okay. today's Tuesday. I don't know when this podcast will be released, but if if there is time, uh, <laughs> go check my Instagram story. Go check my Twitter. There'll probably still yeah. be some retweets lingering of Indeed. this viral tweet I had. And no, I don't understand. It. You have over a million views. Do you not on that tweet? I do. So it, l- okay. let me let me go update the stats for everybody and check, and we'll see how if it's grown by the end of this podcast. Okay, we keep going. Okay, so apparently Zuber found this old video of uh, Draymond Green absolutely blowing up uh, Marcus Smart. Like it was, it's this weird like just m- mosh pit of dudes that are just randomly just happening it's in, like a game. in a game in a basketball, basketball game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody falls, and then Marcus Smart runs into Draymond Green, who's getting up, and Draymond Green like shoves his shoulder into him, like he's like tackling him on a football field. Pops over him. Zero post that's like this is one of my favorite NBA moments of all time. Sports Center picks it up. Sports Center posts it. He's got over a million views on Twitter. I congratulations to you. By the end yeah. of this podcast, we might be at two million views. It's at oh. one point nine right now. Wow. Okay, we have one thousand two hundred thirty five retweets, thirteen thousand uh four hundred likes. So that is I- Going viral and literally yeah. for no reason, Andy. Because like I've talked to some of my friends about this. Like I am a yeah, I'm an avid Twitter user. I use it a lot. You know that I, you, I've, you yeah, just noticed. joined, and yes. my and your timeline is probably just full of me <laughs> liking, retweeting, and yeah. tweeting myself. And I've had like twenty better tweets in my life than that. I wouldn't even say twenty. I'd probably say closer to seventy, eighty better tweets than that in my life. But that one for some no, reason catches on to the right audience, and it just blows. I just don't understand. You got on Sports Center. It's dude. nuts. Like that's awesome. It's a dream come true. Hey, I, yeah. I wanted to be on Sports Center, not in this yeah, capacity, but close it, enough. It works, right? Yes. It's crazy. I don't understand. Um, but we'll move here. And, okay. Um, Still crazy though. Yeah. It is. And we'll update the stats as we go. By the way, <laughs> uh, I'll just I, I should just jump in at random yeah, times and like, give it. You're in the middle of a soliloquy. I'll just jump yeah, in talking about Edron James. You're like, <laughs> actually, we're at a uh, 2.1 million views now. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I just just so you know, I'm gonna interrupt you at some point. Good. Um, but you and I share Colts fandom. Indeed, like deep, deep Colts fandom. And crazy, crazy thing that when I met you, we were talking about how. Uh, this summer, we both went to Ezra James and Peyton Manning's yep. Hall of Fame induction, and it's just kind of crazy how the world wor- works like that. A couple weeks later, we'd find out who each other were, but at yep. that time, we probably walked past each other, had oh, no I'm, idea. I'm legitimately sure because I was like, my dad and I were like in that little village area yeah. for like six hours, uh-huh. and we like, probably walked past each other, didn't know 100%. who we were then, but just give it a month, and we know 
And so that was that was kind of one of the first so things weird. that was so awesome. But uh, I went on your podcast, and we'll we'll explain uh, your podcast a little bit later. Yeah, as we keep foreshadowing in this in this <laughs> in this first segment. But uh, we talked about the draft, and yeah, I want I want to talk about the Colts draft a little bit. Some things you like, some things you didn't okay. like, but also their off season as a whole. It's been I I feel like the one word. And this describes just about every offseason for the Colts, but especially this one is patience. Mm. Because they, they have waited to, for dust to settle on a bunch of fronts. And, and I'm very impatient when yes, it comes to that kind of stuff. Yes, and a lot of fans are. Yeah. And so let's start there. Let's start with the draft. You're, you're just thoughts on on what took place last week okay so obviously nfl draft started last thursday went into uh the saturday um the colts did not have a first round pick due to the fact that we traded for carson wentz which again is probably going to go down in history as one of not i wouldn't say it's that huge of a colts blunder but i would say it's it's definitely it's definitely one of chris ballard's worst mistakes and i blame that i blame that on frank reich personally um i just we two years in a row we decided that we were going to Weirdly, for whatever reason, have a quick fix at quarterback yeah. purely because of past successes with Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So we didn't have a first-round pick, which, fine. We don't really have a first-round pick normally anyway. Um, so we went in. We got Alec Pierce, uh, wide receiver. And then we got Alani Woods, I do believe is his name. He's uh, yeah. a tight end for in the Virginia, third round. Yep. yep. Um, and then another, uh, we had a uh, tackle. What's his last name again? He's if from I, Central Michigan, yeah, yeah, I think. Because I remember watching video of him absolutely like <laughs> – uh, destroy yeah. a dude from Ball State, if I remember correctly, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah. not a good look for Ball State." He was mocked first round in some people's. Yeah, no, thing, so, so. so that's definitely a good pick from the third round, and then we got a safety at the end of the third round as well. Um, and I, if we were going in, and we traded up into the third round to get the safety. Yeah. Um, and if we were going, if I was asked, "Hey, Andy, what do you think are the three biggest needs for the Colts in this draft?" I would say wide receiver one, tight end two, and then offensive line depth three. Right. And boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. So I think that that the our our day or day two perfect yeah in my eyes which is we've talked about before uh, you and me about how Chris Ballard nails oh yeah, day no. two picks and he, day three picks that's, where, that's his bread and butter it's it's he's 100%. so good at finding the talent there and yes Jelani Woods Bernard Raymond I think is how you pronounce okay uh, the offensive lineman got it got it uh, often offensive lineman's name uh, and yeah. then Nick Cross is the safety for Maryland that we traded up to get so it's Jelani or Alani Woods Jelani Jelani okay I believe yeah, yeah. okay and uh, so yeah so again I think for the most part, I think you got out of it what you wanted. Yeah. If you're a Colts fan. Address key positions. You did. And, and key needs. And you trust Ballard to, to pick the right players. But also what was so interesting, uh, another storyline from the draft, their draft was all these guys are super freakish athletic dudes. Oh, yeah. Like they, they are quick. Nuts. They Just are strong. They are yeah. huge. Yes. And all these guys, I think, I think Ballard does realize that like, especially offensively last year, we were kind of slow. I mean, yes, we had yeah. Jonathan Taylor, but everything else was just kind of slow. I don't disagree. And yep. and even on defense, you got to keep up with guys like Tyreek Hill, you know, a wide receiver in the AFC and all these guys. You got to have guys yeah. that can fly around the field and go make plays. And I think that's kind of the vision uh, that, that he's tried to get. I think, yeah, obviously I, I feel like that was 100% addressed in the draft and with our free agent signings as well. So. Right. With our big one, do you want to move on? Yeah, to that let's, here? Do let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. Let's go into free agency. So Stefan Gilmore obviously was the patience wait um, yes. and the pickup and the signing. Really, I do. I cannot remember a massive draft or not draft pick, but a massive prospect or any any vet that Chris Ballard has signed. Yeah, I think this is probably it. This like, is it, the biggest he, swing, other than quarterback, biggest well, swing that he's made. Yeah. You know. Okay, so yeah, we did we did sign Philip Rivers. I right. do remember that, but like everyone else has basically been a trade. Mm. Like DeForest Buckner was a trade, Carson Wentz was a trade. Uh, I mean, and everybody else that he's gotten that's been really good has been through the draft. Right. So I think this is our first like free agent signing that was actually like a big free agent that we finally got, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that we made that move because it was a it was a it was position needed. that was necessary because of I guess. Which I did not know at the time. Xavier Rhodes is gone. I did not know. You did. <laughs> I, I, I apparently that fell under my radar yeah. that I was unaware that like oh well, well I guess that's no why we got there. face on from the Raiders, which apparently has uh, the in with our new defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, Gus Bradley. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then now we have John Fox on the staff too. Did, which, which oh is yeah, so I weird. did see that. I did Isn't see that. that. It's so odd. 
God, what got, a fall from grace that I, is. Rip to that guy, dude. Man. After like Super Bowl, was it forty eight? I do believe. Yes, they're just forty eight. Yeah, it just went downhill. No, Colts. I, I think pretty sure the Colts ended his uh, Denver coaching really? career because wasn't it when we went into Denver? Oh yeah, in Super Bowl forty nine. Oh, yeah. like that run. The, I yeah, mean, yeah, a divisional yeah. round. Andrew Luck went into we to beat Denver. him, God. and then we went and played the Patriots and lost by. Hey, we 50. could. And I'm yeah. serious. If there, if we didn't just come off the the draft, we'd probably do a whole first segment about just. Andrew Luck getting uh, you know disserviced by you, Ryan Grigson, but we we can no, we don't do, have do to you, dive do, in. Do you want to hear a story about that? Though? Please, like, we uh, love stories on here. Um, I'm sorry. This is one of the Andrew Luck retiring was probably one of the most traumatic experiences of my life, and I'm not even sugarcoating that. Which is, I, I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but <laughs> it, says um, a lot. it says it does say a lot. It was, it I I I 100 overreacted. I know I did, but it was. I, I, I went. I, I went. Abs- I went absolutely nuts. No, no, you'll. Um, so, so this happened towards. I think it was the fourth preseason game, if I remember correctly. It was in Indy. Uh, Andrew was sitting on the sideline at the Bears game. My friend Daniel Riki was at the game. Like oh, he took a video no. of Luck on the sidelines when everything was going down. So I'm watching the preseason game, like I, I all the way through, like I do for every Colts preseason game because I'm nuts. Um, and what we're in the fourth quarter, literally all of our scrubs are in that are going to get cut within the next five days. Um, and our backup quarterbacks and blah, blah, blah. We're winning by 14. So it's literally the the most garbage time, garbage time, garbage time that you could possibly get. I get a notification on my phone from Schefter that Andrew Luck is intending to retire. And I was like, there's absolutely no way, no way. And I'm, I'm freaking out. So I'm just waiting. I'm waiting and watching the broadcast, waiting for them to say something. They don't. Yeah. Because they, you know, they had that information. You know, they did. But what were you going to really say? And I don't know. I went upstairs to my room, and I will be completely honest. Yeah. I was on the ground, on the floor of my room, face down, crying my eyes mm-hmm. out. Which is just, it's, hey. it's, it's, it, it's embarrassing to say. But it was like when I really started, started like really caring about like, it was, like it was I'm, luck. Look, look, look what I want. I'm wearing right now. Like I know you can't, but I want to describe. Yeah. I got a Colts hat on, a Jonathan Taylor jersey. This is, this is just a Tuesday yeah. no, outfit. No, no. Like this is every day for you. I wear Colts stuff all the time. Like I right. have so much Colts. This is normal. Yeah, I don't know. I have Colts sweatshirt on, Colts socks, yeah. Colts shoes. Um, it, so I'm so much of my life is emotionally yeah. vested into this stupid team. <laughs> and when I started, when I started really getting into it, and really like uh, so much time with my dad, with my family, with my uncle, with my brother, with my cousins, is all invested and mm-hmm. somehow through the Colts. Like, there's so much of my it's a life. lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. It's a lifestyle. So, come, hey, yeah, and only a select few people are going to understand what I'm saying when, yeah. when they hear this. Uh, I completely understand. Yeah, that it is a oh. lifestyle. I've been around it, and yeah. I live it too. Yeah. So. Peyton Manning is still my favorite player of all time, but Andrew Luck really represented that era of Colts football for me because that was my era. Like mm-hmm. everything that was going on during that time, Grixon, Pagano, yeah. and Luck represented my time and my love for the Colts yeah. when I really started getting involved because I didn't understand it when I was young, mm-hmm. and now I've kind of gotten out of the time in which I can like go down and be a little kid and really enjoy yeah. what's going on. So Luck really represented that, and seeing that get snuffed out before it really should have ended. It's crazy. It was it was devastating to me because it, that represented my childhood in such a huge piece of my life with my family, with me, with everything that I do in my yeah. life. It just it represents, which again, is I know is, is a little bit different but it's it's, it's just it's, something that's happened yes and, and i don't regret it mm-hmm. but and yeah the thing is andy and thank you for that because yeah. i relate to that at so many levels number one but number two uh, in football terms and in, in, in a football sense people don't understand no how far that sets your franchise back oh. because that is because we've still been reeling we still are still still it's still been, scrambling to find because it's the hardest thing to do in this league yeah is to find a quarterback, and we had one for Peyton Manning for all those years, and we picked up Andrew Luck right after that. Boom, and boom. you had that, yeah. and for that to go away, where that was going to be your plan, you were bu- Chris Bowden was there for two years before yep. that, was building with that in mind that mm-hmm. we were stable at that position, we're still reeling from it. Because, again, like if you look back at Colts, Colts past, there has you have to have a franchise yeah, quarterback to get to a Super Bowl and to even win it. Colts had Johnny Unitas, made it to Super Bowls 1-1. Mm-hmm. After Johnny, you you had and won your, some NFL championships, yes. by the way, too. Yeah, yeah. So you had you had your just your time in between the retirement or the leaving of Johnny, you because he went to the Chargers before he retired. Um, so he had 
Johnny U leaving the Colts, yeah. and then you don't get one until 1998 with Peyton. Yeah. You have your Jeff George in there. Your Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, exactly. So you really Bert can't. Jones, you yeah. can't. You weren't able to get back to one for like 30 <laughs> years until Peyton came back. Peyton's the guy because he's one of the greatest of all yeah. time. You finally get you to get enough, to two, two and win, win one. one exactly. So Andrew Luck. 100 percent that caliber of guy. We were one of the favorites going into that year. No, too. yeah, oh, 100 I mean, percent because my uncle bought Chiefs Colts tickets. Yeah, at the Chiefs, purely because hey. they were like, um, Patrick Mahomes is on the rise. Colts Andrew Luck is going to have a field day. It's and, a great uh, win, by the way. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> that there was as high as it got. That I season. was there, man. I was on yep. NBC. Um, yeah, that Ooh. was yeah. I had pictures of me. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. And that was also during the year. So everything went downhill after that. Uh, obviously, you had uh, we were five and two for a little bit, but then uh, Quentin Nelson backed into uh, Jacoby Brissett's leg in in uh, Pittsburgh, and then Brian Hoyer came in and uh, threw the game away, and that was it. That was the season. Yeah, and then Jacoby came back, but he was all scared because he was thought dude, he was going to get hurt. Gosh, we dude, if we could just do a whole episode yeah. of us just reminiscing on I old know. Colts game, you know how much I would love that. Yeah, we, yeah. Just, we could just start a whole separate podcast <laughs> that's like season by season breakdown. Oh my I god, ju- dude! But I think that's probably uh, Quentin Nelson's lowest moment of his entire career yeah. is getting absolutely bull rushed back. I don't even was it. Was it who was it? Was it Cam? Probably. Hay- well, he's Cam probably. Hayward, I gotta believe he's maybe. one of the only guys that can yeah. do that to him. I so can't even remember I, if I remember correctly. But yeah, no, he got bull rushed back and stepped right on Jacoby's leg, and that was that was that it. And Marlon Mack was having a good year too, and that was the end of Marlon Mack. God, everything went downhill. But no, but back to the back to the just back I'll to the end now. It. I'll end it. No, no, no. Back to the Andrew Luck thing. Just oh, real I'm quick. sorry. With the whole the Colts Colts fans still get a lot of flack for that for us like. I don't, I don't think we're booing. booing the crap out of they Andrew Luck. They put us all in there. Yeah, I know. And, and people are still like, you're still a crappy fan base for that. And I'm like, okay, do you know who is at the end of that throwaway game? Do you, a bunch of drunk people yeah. and diehard fans. Exactly. If I When I got that first reaction, I was manic. Those people are, one, either drunk, so they have absolutely no control of what they're going to say yep. or do because they're drunk out of their minds because they're at a fourth quarter of a <laughs> preseason. preseason game. Yeah. Or you're a diehard fan and you paid thousands upon thousands of dollars to be there yeah. and pay for season tickets, season go to tickets. other things, yeah. and this is your – he was the answer to everyone's. Right. Like, this is what we needed. And Which he's is finally like back. You're, like, you're talking about how your family yeah. bought tickets because of Andrew Luck. Like, yeah, exactly. So, he, um, it, so of course. Our, our entire franchise was riding on this dude. Yep. And just to find out that he's gone, he's on the field right now, just it's watching crazy. everything happen. And he's the end of our franchise for at least a good period of time. I, I would be of mad, course. too. I would boo. I, now, I booed. I but, was so mad. But now there's but nothing now, but love. Exactly. Nothing but love for I what do. he did love and what he guy. put up with. Absolutely love the, the guy. I love, Colts. To, I love to see him when he's on TV. I loved him yeah. when he came back for the uh, for the national championship mm-hmm. with RG3. It was, it was so. I know. He just pulled up out of nowhere. Skinny, it's mustached great. man. It's great. No, no, no. But, yeah, no. I, again, again like, like you said, I could talk about Andrew Luck, talk about the Colts for days. So. Uh, but let's wrap it up with okay. your thoughts on Matt Ryan. Um, I'm happy. I was totally fine if we would have ended up getting Baker Mayfield. That was just me. I I'm not that low on Baker Mayfield as comparison to everyone else. I still look back to that Steelers playoff game and think that there's so much promise. Yeah. I just I think he was just hurt. Yeah, really a whole lot last year. And I know that people have a whole lot of dis- disdain for bad tape, even though even if you're hurt. Me too. Um, which I understand, yep. but I think that he would have been fine. But I'm glad that we got Matt Ryan. I think he's he'll be good for however long that we have him. Yeah. Uh, he obviously was very very good in 2017. Um, so I think he still has a lot of that in him. Oh yeah, I think he's. If we get if we pull up with Julio for a vet men, <laughs> good. Who yeah, good. Julio's Woo. still out there, man. He, he is. Damn. So is Ty. And we'll Odell, but he's hurt. Yeah, uh, no, we're not gonna get Odell <laughs> or Jarvis. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. But it's fine. <laughs> There's a lot, there's a lot of still notable free agents we'll out there see. trying to bring Chase. I doubt we get anything. Yeah, but so so we'll see how that goes. And and to wrap up this first segment, Andy. Yeah. Uh, again, we're gonna go back to. We're not very fluid with this conversation, but that's okay. We're gonna go back to. Sorry. <laughs> covering Newslink Indiana. Oh, okay. And, okay. 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 And you know, we were fortunate enough a couple times this year to cover not only the. Uh, Ball State men's yeah. volleyball team, who we'll talk about here in a second, but the, yeah. the women's volleyball team, both who've had 
who won their conference and got to the NCAA tournament. And the men's yeah. team is playing, I think it's Thursday? I do believe so. And the NCAA tournament versus the winner, I think it's Hawaii and somebody. Somebody. Uh, it's, like, it's it was the number it was like Princeton Stony, maybe Stony, or something. I have no clue. Some yeah. someone and Ball State is if they win, I can't remember. Are they in the championship or yeah, they have to win. Yeah, yes. so they because so the they have a bye automatically. Yeah. So they have a, they they have the bye, and so if it, they win, they're it's in a the really, championship. It's a really weird seven team tournament. It, it really is because there's it's not like how the NFL does it with their seven teams and yeah. like half the bracket. It's like. Two, like Dub- the, you got like double buys. Like the and sixth and the seventh seed play, and then they play like the three fifth of, seed or yeah. something, and the fifth seed plays like the fourth seed, and the fourth seed and the fifth seed play to play the two seed or something. It's really weird. Then the three seed Ball, plays the one seed. I have no the idea. The better way to look at it is Ball yeah. State needs to win two matches to be national champion. That is accurate. Which yeah. is crazy. Which is nuts. To think about. Yeah. Um, your your impressions covering them this year uh, and just like how cool it is to have something like no, that. No, um, so I, I got to do a couple live shots um, and then uh, from like from the game post, on, on the court post game, and then I went to the uh, Miva which is the mid American or mid, yeah, mid Midwestern oh, we inter- look mid- that up. Midwestern Intercollegiate Volleyball Association. You got, you got Midwestern it. Intercollegiate Volleyball. That's what it is. Yeah, um, but I think no, it might be whatever. Midwestern, Midwest. Midwest I don't know. Midwestern. Good. Okay. Ooh. So that's their conference because men's volleyball has a smaller, uh, like they don't have as many teams because yep. um, they would be in the MAC otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, 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 no. I think, and I went to I went to their championship for yeah. their tournament, and they won. It's packed obviously, and no man, it's great atmosphere all year, dude. A lot of people yeah. came out. I'm, we're a volleyball school, if anything. We are. So um, we take pride we, in it. We had that one year of good football last season. Uh, this year, not so much basketball. Eh. Yeah. Um, got some good players though. Yeah, Peyton Sparks, good. Yeah, but no, no, no. Our our men's volleyball team, and also our women's, but definitely our men's this year has been stellar. Uh, we got Quinn Isaacson, which again I know that name's not going to mean anything to anyone, but no, he's really Great really center. good. Uh, I got a freshman from Hawaii. His name is Pinky. He's um, fun. I know he's cool. Um, and then I don't know you Caleb got, Janice, yes, who just freaking jumps and hits the ball so Indeed. hard. Felix Agarreva jumps out the gym. Oh yeah, who's the uh, who's the uh, the Greek guy? Uh, uh, it's somebody I don't know. I, uh, is his name Demetrius? Something like that. Yes, I have no clue, but I I know oh, he's very very good I as well. The last name, but you know yes. you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, but no, they're really really good. Um, and then our friend Daniel Keen gets to go and actually Shut up, Keen. Yeah, uh, who you do uh, underqualified knuckleheads indeed podcast with? Do, what, do we want to plug that now or later? Later, later. <laughs> we can wait. Let's keep okay. let's keep the people waiting yeah, on why we're doing this episode but, in the first place. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Keen is going to be going, which is again a mutual friend of ours from New Zealand, Indiana going to be going and covering the game in LA for the Daily News which is it's another crazy, another uh, media publication at Ball State but he gets to like free free room free it's like crazy. like it's a free awesome. voucher for food nuts yeah yeah so he gets to leave i think tomorrow i think so, yeah crazy. so he's he's super excited flying for that. out of india if i do remember correctly but it's just so. been fun like to have a little team like this and care about volleyball hey, it's just been really cool i know we're going to actually do something on the national stage, <laughs> which awesome. I know that Ball State is like revered as one of the better programs yeah. in the country. So actually living up to that because it's been like I don't know, like twenty years since it's we've been actually twenty. Like, yeah, so back in the Loy Ball era, uh, if you Oof. know who that. Yeah, I know. Do you even look at? No, even you, you got you actually got a run down of the history here. I know. Yeah, yeah, no, Loy Ball was a while ago. I think he was like the nineties, but um, and he played at PFW, but Ball State and them had a good rivalry, yeah. if I remember correctly, from my teacher Steve Lubihusen, uh, who went Shout to Ball State. Shout out Steve. What is his name? Steve. Steve. Steve Lubihusen. 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 Excuse yes. me. Mr. Shout out Steve Lubihusen. Mr. Luby went to Ball State Lube. class in 1993. Um, but yeah, no, he he brought in Loy Ball. Talked about yeah. Ben's volleyball. We had like we had our own coaching and officiating class that I got to be a part of. Which nice, nice. Basically, we just had a a bunch of my friends just signed up and we talked about sports for a whole semester. That's how you do Fantastic. it. Fantastic. That's how you do it right oh, there. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it's very cool to see the men's volleyball actually do something on the national stage. So very neat. It'll be interesting. And I don't even know, are they, where do you know where they're broadcasting it at? Is it uh, on ESPN? I'm ESPN I, plus dude. ESPN three. I don't, I maybe I got to believe it's on something. I'll look. We need, we need to find that out, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. So shout out to Keen. Shout out to, um, every lube as I Luby. I don't <laughs> Luby. Luby, uh, yes. and so good, good stuff there. And when we yeah. come back from the break, Andy, we're going to move into you and how your life was affected Ooh. by sports. So you're going to be Fun. on the hot seat. Stay okay. tuned.
Welcome back to Indiana Drive with Caleb Zuber and friends. Hold on. Before you go, continue talking. Go. Um, so could you explain to me the origin or the name of behind the podcast? Like I've listened to your little intro mm. thing because we are not driving and you don't live in, well, you don't technically live in Indiana. Could you explain to me? It's a great question. Okay. Uh, and it's one that has not been asked to me a lot. Actually, some people have asked, but it's been a while since I've explained it. So okay. my hometown is in Bryan, Ohio. You've, yeah. You've even said, uh, you've even mentioned Bryan a little bit already. I lived on a street called Indiana Drive. Oh, and so I thought this would be a good name for the podcast because, uh, you know, I lived, that's yeah. where I live in Bryan, and I have a lot of people that I bring on from my hometown, but I've also brought on people from Ball State in Indiana. Indiana. And you drive, okay. I, you know what I mean? And it works. Okay. And it is a nice little cruise for, for an hour or so on this podcast, right? I like it. Okay. I get that. So, that, that 100% makes sense. All right. I just wanted to hear the logic behind it. Uh, I'm going to flip yeah. the tables on you now. Okay. Why is your podcast called the Underqualified Knuckleheads? Okay. Well, you can, fine. We'll finally plug it. Let's so plug we've, it. we've talked about Daniel Keene here a little bit before. Um, Daniel and I run a podcast that Zuber was just on this past week. Uh, we'll it's we'll called, put the link in the description. Yeah, it's called Underqualified Knuckleheads. Um, we've gotten 13 episodes so far. We just started it this semester. Uh, we call it that purely because... Um, I feel as if, other than on like football topics, and even sometimes with football topics, just because I'm, well, I what, for whatever reason, I just do some weird stuff, um, like forgetting Malik Willis's his name. name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we, we don't. I don't. I hope that doesn't. We'll get like, there. I hope that doesn't follow me for the rest of my <laughs> it life. Might. It just. Be, I'm gonna follow you with it for the rest of my. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, so we talk about sports topics that sometimes we're a little bit more underqualified on. And then I think the knucklehead's name just kind of came with it. I think the first like thought process was the name was like the press box, yeah, because like we're both uh, guys in the media Sports or whatever. Media. I don't know, but underqualified knuckleheads kind of fit more of the tone. I think sure. for it a little bit more fun. I I enjoy that name a little bit more. It was a little bit more out there instead of just being like uh, press box, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. So. We have that going on. We talk about sports every week, at least during the school year. Hopefully, we're going to get some a couple episodes here during the summer. But, yeah, no, it's me and Dan. We bring on people. Bring on Zuber's been yeah. on. A couple other guys from Ball State. And probably we might get some some of my guys from back home or some yeah. of Dan's guys. But, yeah, no, we enjoy it. You got to keep that going during the summer. I hope so. Yeah, we'll it is, do a couple. It is a nice little hang. And, uh, yeah. Um, so let, let's move into it, Andy. Let's move into you. All right. You know where this is going. You've listened to a couple episodes before, and I do we're going to focus on you a little bit here. Okay. So I just kind of had an episode like this with Demetrius Rout. Shout out to him. Meech, money man. Shout out Mustache Meech. Uh, and here's the deal. We, I've just gotten really close with you over the past yeah. year. There's a lot I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so you're going to have to kind of drive okay. me down ah, this road. Ah, see, there we see, go. See. There we go. Uh, and and take me take me on the journey here, Andy. So I want to know from you to start this conversation. Um, just tell us your early parts of your childhood and how okay. sports was affected by that. Okay. Um. Well. Okay. So let's just go with some of the sports that I played at the beginning, uh, which uh, I have absolutely no affinity for anymore. <laughs> it wasn't like it was bad. It's just like those are sports Wait, that are I just going to be unique sports. No, no okay. not really. I I played soccer and I played t-ball like when I was really really young, just to get me out there. Uh, soccer, not for me. Don't enjoy yeah, soccer. Same. Uh, but I think I had fun with it. I was super little, and then t-ball also. I had fun with it. I was little. Um, when I really started getting into stuff was I got into flag football. Uh, that's when go. I started really loving. Uh, it was C three sports, which is one of um, which is actually run through the church that I go to now. Okay. Um, yeah, Crossbridge Community Church. Uh, they had their own little uh, outreach to the community through uh, their sports program. It's actually pretty big. They mm -hmm. have a lot of people there. I actually coach and ref there when I can now. There you go. So coach football teams. So I give give back to what I got nice. from there. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, no. So I had I had soccer there too as well. So I played soccer for a long time. Retained none of the skill, retained none of the passion and love. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, so yeah, it really got into. And then I played a little basketball for C three sports. Hey. So I, I, I was diversified. Like I, I was getting a, a lot of it. Sports portfolio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, but I, but I zeroed in on football. Um, I played quarterback when I was little. Just really? Because, yeah, yeah. I have, I have a big what, arm. What is little? What grade are we um, talking? I played quarterback here? up until eighth grade. 
Yeah. That's crazy. So not not in tackle football, mind you. Just flag, flag football. I played um, okay. in tackle. I did. I played um, I played football, uh, actual tackle football from fourth grade and fifth grade, and then took a year off, a couple years off between sixth and seventh, and then came back and played in eighth grade. Seventh grade year, I actually managed the football team. Yeah. So because I just wanted to be around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came back because I'm like, you know what? I could probably do this. And I did. And it, it was, I think, I think it helps a lot with just like building my character a little bit. Sure. Um, but I figured I was like, yeah, after that, I don't really want to play it in high school. Yeah. Um, but no, sports have always been a big part of my life. Um, and as time went on, I've kind of morphed it away from actually participating in the sport itself. Like I did um, first couple of years of high school before COVID hit. Um, I did do track and field where I didn't actually run because mm-hmm. your Lord. Um, no, I was a, a discus thrower and I really had fun with that. Um, but obviously uh, the uh, COVID right. virus, everything shut down that season after uh, my, my, for my junior year. And then I just didn't really mess with it my senior yeah. year. Um, but I was more moved towards after eighth grade, after my eighth grade football year, I decided to be, become the manager for my eighth grade basketball team. Um, and I, I didn't, and I'd done it for the football team, my seventh grade year. So I just, the managing thing just kind of became something that I really enjoyed. Cause again, yeah. I really wanted to stay close with the people be that around I, the team, yeah, be around the team, sure. be around the sport, uh, still be some sort of help to uh, my school and my community and whatever aspect that I could have. And I knew that I was going to be able to do a whole lot on the football field because again, eighth grade year, I was the third string center um, because I just didn't, I didn't have, I wasn't very aggressive. Um, yeah. I had the size. It just, it just wasn't dude. I just, oh, wait, of I course. Yeah. 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 And then in, in basketball, absolutely not. We like, saw I that on that, display last Tuesday yeah, during the news hey, sports and yeah, yeah, sports game. Yeah. yeah. But okay. Um, but no, no, no. <laughs> Like I and I knew that my skills physically well, sure. were just not and just mentally with football at least were just really not going to get me where I wanted to go and help out my team in the best capacity that I could. So turning to managing, which is something that I just I, I fell in love with. Yeah, um, was able I was able to stay with the team, stay with the program, have fun, learn a whole lot, and help them with the skills that I knew that I had. So, so. I I want to dive into the managing part a little bit. Yeah. So, because I, I can relate to that, I was a manager from second grade until oh, uh, starting young. sixth grade of the varsity basketball team. Oh wow! Now, yeah, yeah, you're you're at a big Indiana high school basketball school. Yep. So my roles at a Division two yeah. small school in Br- the upper corner yeah. of Northwest Ohio. Probably my role is probably a little bit different than yours. Yeah. Uh, you probably have a lot more responsibilities, but I do know a little bit about what you're talking about here. Yeah. And uh, just talk, just speak to being a part of a team, what that meant to you, what your role was on those, yeah. on those teams. Cause I feel like Andy, you're the perfect person that when, you know, somebody is struggling with something, you know, not playing well, you're kind of there to talk to them, take their mind off it while also like yeah. handing them a water and a towel. Yeah. So for football, um, I got given the name cause I started, I didn't do anything for football my, uh, freshman year, but I did help out with basketball all four years. Um, I was approached after my freshman year of basketball by the football, uh, head coach, uh, to help them out with the football team. And I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, I was tentatively titled, uh, I came up with the name myself a little bit, uh, the director of football operations, the DOFO. Um, I had I had a whistle. Dude, I had a whistle and no. I had a clock. I ran practice. I had a whistle. I had, I like, yeah, so uh, like warm-ups, I ran warm-ups. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was yeah, nuts. Different responsibilities. There's levels to, yeah, yeah. to being a manager. Well, I, I, I also titled myself uh, the time management and hydration coach. <laughs> 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 because I, I, did look like, I did look like a coach, but I was well aware that I was a manager, director of football operations. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So And then I did for basketball. I uh, helped out with video for a year, but I was mostly just like the dude on the end of the bench with the waters, yeah. um, which, again, it's fine. And then I also I helped run clock and stuff during practice sure. as well. Just I Basically, I, I fulfilled any need that that Coach Beasley, the head basketball coach, had for me. And I learned a lot from both teams. Um, it was different because I, there was times that I felt like I kind of had imposter syndrome a little bit that I just w- really wasn't a part of, yeah. of the team of course, because yeah. I wasn't playing. Um, but I feel like both programs really made me feel at home. Um, I was involved in everything that they were doing. Sure. Um, I invited to everything and had fun in the same way in the group chats and everything like that. Um 
and and people really did treat me as I, I know I wasn't, but as a teammate, yeah. and as and I, I, in a sense, I was because I was a part of the program, but I wasn't someone that was going to be there for them on the court. But in every other aspect, I was going to be there for them one hundred percent. But yeah, no that that whole experience, just learning from a different perspective, not actually being an athlete, it still taught me a lot of the same skills, but it was definitely very different. Can you name a couple of those times where you sat back afterwards and you were like, you know, I really am a part of what's going on here, and that makes me feel really good and inclusive? Yeah. I think I think probably it came to a cataclysm. Uh, I would say my senior year of high school, uh, we um, in my basketball, uh, it was towards the end of beginning of March, end of March, whatever, middle of March. Um, and we had yet to win a sectional championship. And that's just something that I really wanted to be a part of because yeah. it, it, it had been a long time since our school had finally brought one home. Um, and I was, I was, I actually, I had to film that game. So I was up in the stands and while we were getting towards the end of the game, I was realizing that it was actually finally going to happen. Um, and I would just, I was overcome with emotion because I feel, because again, I wasn't, was I on the court? No. Was I making threes and uh, dunking the basketball? No, but I feel like I contributed at least something that went into the game, whether it be emotional support, having fun, uh, bringing them, doing whatever I needed to do to get the team where it was. Did I, and I just, I felt like I was a part of it, and even in the smallest way. And then being on the court and actually getting to hold the trophy and people were cheering for me. Like, again, I understand that I, I wasn't the one doing the work that was actually on the court, but, but to have that but the, moment, the, be a part of that organization and like feel that I actually helped go towards something that was, it was big for our sure. school. It was big for our school. And the fact that we finally made it there my senior year, I was, it was, it was one of the greatest feelings that I actually like m- my time was well spent. And I can relate to that too, because yeah. my sixth grade year, you know, last year I was eligible to be a manager for the Bryan high school basketball team. Yeah. We won the league, which had never been mm-hmm. done in a really, really long time. Yeah. And I got a piece of the net and Yeah. Oh know, yeah. Just to cutting be, down the net, dude. And here's here's yeah. the thing about that, I feel like Andy, is you know, I'm a little kid in that moment in sixth grade, but here's you a senior and that mm-hmm. little kid's still there where you're like yep. you're still rooting for him. And even though you have you have no impact on the court for the game, yeah. you're doing so much behind the scenes that you feel a part of it. Yeah. And I always think that's a great feeling for whoever gets the opportunity to be a manager or a water boy or anything because yeah because i spent a whole a whole lot of my time yes three to three to four years for most of those guys with those guys from the end of october to the end or middle of of march like i spent so much of my after school time my weekend time with those guys i was i was putting in a lot of time right and uh, an effort into actually doing this and it was a big commitment so to actually see that rewarded in a sense um, and see successes from some of like my my really good friends that I've just yeah. I've been with for so long. Um, my friends went in and out of the basketball program uh, throughout my time there. Uh, and I it was disappointing not to see some of them at the end there when we were actually like really accomplishing what sure. we wanted to accomplish and set out to accomplish freshman year. But to see some of those guys that did, that did stick around um, finally win it and and I had spent so much again, small, yeah. so much of my time with them. It, it was it was awesome. Yeah, that's that's so cool. And yeah. I, I think I, if anyone, again, I'm going to repeat this message because it, it struck it strikes home with me from what you're saying mm-hmm. is if you ever get a chance to to do something like that and help out a team and be a part, yeah, a part of, um, do it because. It's moments like that where everything's worth it. The time that you put in, yep. the the weekends that you're taking bus rides with the team, yep. and like where you could be doing so many other things. Um, it's always cool to feel a part of a team. Uh, and yeah. so, how Andy, as as we start to look towards you now, how did you ma- kind of funnel your sports, your love for sports? You obviously funneled it into being a manager and being a yeah. water boy and things like that. How do you funnel that into you being a, wanting to be a part of sports media? How has that come about? Uh, where were the origins of that? I think it's relatively similar. Like I, I found a passion for sports broadcasting, sports media, sports news reporting, sports everything like that. Um, and I've I've been able to 
improve my skills in that arena and uh i i found a lot of love for um with with that and the media side of stuff uh my, probably my sophomore year when i was able to work with the radio and television program with my uh, teacher bob johnston mm-hmm. um it really kind of sparked my love for that and i've just been able to I don't know. I have I have a voice. I have I, I like being in front of people talking about stuff. I can talk for days like I'm talking right yeah. now. Um, I think just that kind of started. And then I realized how much I'm into sports, love for sports. And then my love for being able to, again, contribute, but not athletically. Right. Um, and I think merging the two, and especially in the place with News of Indiana where it has a specific sports department, Merging the two things into one singular thing, it just it just it made so much yeah. sense. It made so much sense. So where what were some of the things that you got to do in high school? Because um, you had a nice oh yeah we, media we did have program really nice, yeah out out at Carroll. So yeah, explain that a little bit. So a lot of again a lot for basketball I, for a lot of the year I was unable to like actually go out and shoot yeah footage and stuff because I was on the I was on I was in the program you know. Um, so I really wasn't able to get, but I did get some stuff. Um, I, I interviewed and did a story over the wrestling team. I got third place in the state for that video in depth or whatever. Um, so I did, I did, was able to go in and do a little bit of sports reporting, but now I think I've actually like just purely sports reporter now. Um, so that's been, that's been really, really fun. I was able to, um, commentate because our, uh, my, uh, athletic director for Carroll high school, he started his, own little off branch or offshoot of their own uh, sports one thousand three hundred six oh, retweets God. and fourteen thousand three hundred likes <laughs> and two million views, baby. Thanks Woo! for cutting me off. Wow, God. told you I was going to do it. I know. All <laughs> right, keep going. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but you know, he he they started their own uh, sports broadcasting little segment, um, and I was able to. I got it on the tail end of that because that started like right with COVID, so people could watch, um, and I got to commentate four-hour wrestling meet with my friend one of my, be- my best friend Danny Riki, one of them um <laughs> it was just climbing around dude with that. i gotta yeah, believe no. for four hours commentating a wrestling dude. meet you had to go off the rails at oh yeah no, so, no, no, no. so give me give me one instance if you can remember where oh you guys do going off the rails um i had my friend uh my friend ethan fitch was wrestling down on the mat and we were we were wrestling he was wrestling and i go you know what daniel I follow Ethan's dog on Instagram at mostly Mosby at mostly Mosby. Is that, is that still in the? Oh, oh yeah, that's everybody still, go follow um, mostly go Mosby. Follow, mostly Mosby. <laughs> I and I I said that, and Daniel is still trying to like commentate what's going on on the mat, and he just starts dying. And obviously, a lot of friends and family members of the uh, of one the Fitch family and all the other wrestlers that know themselves that know each other pretty well are listening to the broadcast from home, and they're just I I heard that parents were rolling on the floor <laughs> and i'm like hey i don't know it was four hours what are you gonna talk yeah. about I, ethan's dog nice came pin. up yeah i don't know like for wow what, what a reversal great job reeve <laughs> for four hours yeah, on i know. you can't do that great Get job kyler here. i don't know it just yeah matt lepper's got him on the pit cool <laughs> yes yeah, so for the 50th time great but yeah no 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 i so there was there was a couple sports media things that i was able to do but i feel like i really learned both the sports world and the media world separately while in high school. And it wasn't really a whole lot of crossover, but now that I've been able to merge it more. Sure. Just because I'm not involved in the sports themselves now. Um, so what, uh, what chose you, what led you to choose ball state for, uh, something like this? And how was that kind of decision of you, you know, cause you were so, you were probably so locked in on this is what I want to do. Uh, so, what factored into the decision to come to Ball State and what other schools and I options as far as career path were you looking at? Well, from I think from like sophomore year, I really, really, really am a huge fan of Notre Dame. And I really wanted to go to Notre Dame. I just mm-hmm. I wanted to. That was just something that I really, really wanted to do. But thinking about like what I actually wanted to do later in life, it just more and more and the fact that it's sixty thousand dollars a year to and go it's there. Tough to get in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just there was so there were so many things that obviously I was like I just didn't even end up applying yeah. because I'm like why, um, but it was I was moving towards what I actually wanted to do later in life and it's again the sports media field, um, and Ball State just had they were perfect for that they were on the cheaper side as well which is which was definitely very helpful because I'm in state, um, and I got a scholarship uh, my radio and television teacher which I again Mr Johnston which I hold in high regard was really 
encouraging me that this is probably the right place to go, mm-hmm. right place to be. Um, and they have, again, UML provided, provides yeah. a whole, I didn't even know about that before I, when I yeah. said me, I'm coming. Me, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. So, and I was originally thinking about SportsLink and then I realized that wasn't really the place for me. Um, and then got into NewsLink, got into NewsLink Sports, was able to get onto a football field first couple weeks that I was there. So I'm glad that I chose the way that I chose and I'm glad that I am where I am. Awesome. So, and yeah. so those opportunities with the UML, a lot, yeah. it was awesome this year to see like the stuff you did. Yeah. And you've turned that into what is going to be next year, kind of a big task for you. You have a lot of stuff going on yeah. and, um, just kind of talk about the growth in yourself. Like, cause I, I know you probably didn't see yourself, uh, a year ago doing all these things your s- sophomore year. Yeah. So talk about the growth you've seen in yourself to get to this point. And I'm a freshman, by the way. If you don't, if you. Oh, oh, wait, never mind. I You're mean, talking like, about I'm in just the saying, future. I'm Whoops. Ju- yeah, and I'm, just, uh, and I'm just saying, like, when when you started yeah. Newslink, you probably didn't realize that next year. You oh, were gonna, yeah, yeah. And and no. you're also going to be an RA. Yes. And you're going to be really busy. But like, talk about how you're ready to handle that, and how you know what's made you ready to be handled to handle that. I'm petering out here because I can't speak. But <laughs> whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that was my bad. That was my. Bad. I was I was I was not tracking you Malik there for Willis. a second. Yeah. Ah, Zion Johnson. Um. Anyway, yeah. That's again deep cut. Go to go listen to underqualified. You gotta listen to underqualified nuggets. To understand that one. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so I did a whole lot of stuff in high school, like I've talked about. I was in the. I was really involved in the uh, in the radio and television program. Um. Was really involved in sports. Really involved in academics. Uh. And I didn't have a whole lot of time, but I found time. Um. Found time for friends, family, and all that. Uh. And I sometimes I would be at I would be at Carroll High School. From like seven a.m. until I, there was the, there was a day that I came in at seven thirty and left the school at twelve a.m. and I'm not I stayed there until after my teacher because he trusted me that much that I was going to wow. be able to stay there and edit stuff later. Um, I just found and I I, I found time, uh, so I think I'm going to really be able to transfer those skills from my yeah my senior year and junior year all that into what I'm doing now and I it just. Being an RA is going to help me out with a lot because at some point in time, I also want to be possibly be a radio and television teacher like Mr. Sure. Johnston. Um, so that'll help out a lot, help with finances as well. Um, and then I also don't have classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so that'll be a big help. And then I'm in the UML pretty much every night uh, except for Fridays because we don't have a show. assistant sports yeah, director. That's what I'm going to be, yeah. So I've I've learned all the skills that I need there and I've got that down pat. So I'm just I, I think I'm just going to be able to transfer a whole lot of skills that I've had before and start kind of knocking stuff sure. out. And I, I don't think I, it, it'll be difficult, but I'll find it. Yeah. I'll find my way through. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and a good conversation, Andy, because you've been through, you've been through a lot and you've, it's made you kind of lead up to this point where you're going to go attack yeah. this next year. And it's going to, and it's going to be great. And I can't wait to be a part of it. So I'm looking forward. Dude, you're gonna be you're gonna be bossing me around next year. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know. Hey, I could. I I I am. I could be, be a re- jerk. I can. You yeah. could. I'm not. Gonna. I haven't seen it come out of you yet. But I'm wondering what that type of before. Andy looks like. I have before, man. I dude. I I my senior year, I did. I was pretty much the figurehead, other than Mr. Johnson, of the radio and television program. And while I was me, I, there were times where I would. Yeah. I was. You unhappy. gotta be demanding. I don't know. Like, hey, people. Quality of work was poor. And I wasn't acceptable. That wasn't acceptable to me. Or somebody was just screwing around. Well, again, I did my fair share of screwing yeah. around, but at the right time in the right place. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> awesome we'll stuff. See. <laughs> awesome stuff. And I really appreciate you being open and honest there. Yeah. Um, so now we're gonna move into this or that. And here's this cool. another run in with underqualified knuckleheads. Awesome. Explain how you guys do this or that on your show because it's a little different than than what we do over here. Yeah, so we we tried it to make it like a like an episode every episode thing. I think we did it for a little bit and then just kind of it petered out. So hopefully we'll mm-hmm. bring it back just because we had other topics to talk about. Um, but we try and f- come up with some sort of sports topic that is at least somewhat topical. Sometimes they aren't, but just a this or that where I hopefully usually Dan and I disagree on it yeah. but sometimes we randomly don't disagree on it and it's just like oh what are we doing um but no yeah so it's we come up with a sports issue topic thought process and then try to debate either side is generally what we do and so yeah. 
you obviously know how it works over here. I do. So you have a couple, and then I have to pick one, and then explain yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get two questions. You get to choose which one you want to answer. Good. Uh, and these are supposed to be, you know, serious and funny. There's a little bit of mixture of both here. Okay. So let's start with the first one. The best piece of sports memorabilia you own, Oof. or your top three Colts ever. You know what? Um, I'm gonna answer the best speech. Best speech. Best. Best. Speeds. Best piece of sports memorabilia that I stop. I'm gonna do that every time you mess something small up. Malik Willis. Uh, that I own. Um, I'm gonna go with that because it kind of also answers uh, that question. Okay, the other cool. question as well. So I I have somehow somehow some way um, I have come up with this with, again my favorite piece a signed mini helmet from Peyton Manning, uh, Edron James, Reggie Wayne, and Marvin Harrison, mm. and all four of those guys are on the helmet. And I got a signature from all four of them in person. Like that's, I met all awesome. of them, and they signed it. So, the first person I do believe signed it uh, was Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Um, I went to the hotel, the Colts hotel uh, that they stayed at prior to going to the game. It's the Westin down in Indianapolis. The I do Westin. Believe, yeah, I do believe they've moved. Um, but usually they would st- all the whole team would stay at the Westin hotel and then leave from the Westin to go to the game and drive yep. their cars or whatever. Um, and I would stand out there to try and get signatures. It would work out sometimes. I see Andrew Luck, I see Ty, blah blah blah. There was one day that Reggie Wayne was there, but he wasn't, and we couldn't find him. And then I hear a honk out of nowhere, and because I'm standing out there waiting for people to walk out of this side door onto the street and then get into their car, and it's Reggie Wayne in a golden car. And Reggie goes, "Hey." motions me over to his car he signs my jersey i get to sit in his car and he signs that's the, he, awesome. he signs the helmet and then i get <laughs> out of there that was one of the yeah. coolest coolest experiences for me um and then another time um i saw edron james he was there for his uh hall of fame uh colts ring of fame induction yeah. uh he was walking in the Westin as well um and i just i yelled ej because i had no clue EJ. what was going on and he turned around his kid grabbed him he turned around signed my helmet um and then marvin harrison he was there for his ring of fame uh, or hall of fame induction um and my dad and i were down in the little corner where the colts tunnel is um which is where a lot of players go to sign autographs and stuff um he was out on the field edge i'm not edron edron was actually with him i do believe uh him and marvin were out on the field um and marvin was just kind of watching what was going on but my dad kept flashing up this marvin harrison jersey and his kids kept turning around and like and <laughs> laughing to, at him and pointing yeah. at and, and trying to get their dad's attention because my dad kept yelling marvin and yeah. waving the jersey we call it the marvin method now purely because like if we have like a sports piece of sports memorabilia just, we'll just shake, shake it, it in the air shake it and, and yell yell. their name like there you go attract their kids that. whatever doesn't the matter marvin method uh, i yeah. love that and Looking back on that, one of the one of his kids was definitely Marvin Harrison Jr., who now plays at uh, Ohio State, which is crazy. Developed here, yeah. yeah thanks. Um, so yeah, so he came over. First first signature was my dad, and then he signed my helmet. And then the last one was Peyton Manning. Um, I met him in his hotel as well when he came for his game, uh, Denver Broncos game versus the Colts. Um, it was just me. I was up on the second floor. Um, he walked out of the his golden elevators and was walking through to go down to get in his car as well huge amount of people down on the first floor, but sure. I was on the second floor because I just knew what I was doing. Um, that was in middle <laughs> There's school. There's levels to this. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, it was – I could tell, I could give, do a whole podcast yeah. about that whole day. But um, he walked out of the doors, saw me. I was in his half-and-half uh, half Peyton Manning there jersey or whatever. Um, the day before I was wearing um, – I was trying to find him. I was wearing his new and high school jersey. But anyway – so it gets the helmet. You wear that. You need to wear that. I know. It's gotten a little, gotten a little small from yeah. back then. So, um, But anyway – so Peyton go grabs the helmet, looks at it, and he goes, "Oh, you got got a couple nice guys on here, don't you?" And I'm like, "I was just freaking out." Yeah. Signs it, walks away. So that's that's how I got that. Uh, it is easily my most cherished memorable memorabilia awesome. item because purely because one just it's the four who, legends, yeah, man. Who, the probably the four greatest Colts players, and other than Unitas and Luck, I would probably say you can throw them in there, Lenny Moore, whatever. Um, but those are probably four of the greats, and especially in that time frame in which they all played together, and then also just the time that I was able to spend with my dad that sure. I remember with that as That's well. That's awesome. So yeah, so that yeah, I love how Definitely you kind of combine those those two questions there. Yeah. Uh, next one: the happiest moment you've had in media or sports media, whichever one. Okay. Or the best media project that you've ever done. And don't say Tim Underhill's final because <laughs> I know that was he done a lot of better things than that. Even though he got a good grade on it. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with the best media project that I've okay. done. Um, and I did, and I I know you've heard about this in the newsroom a little bit. Um, it's called the Charger Challenge, 
and it was a weekly thing that I did with uh, four of or three of my best friends uh, that we started back in junior year of high school, and it was for radio our radio and television two class. Uh, we approached our teacher, Mr. Johnston, about something that we wanted to add to the news broadcast that was different than the news, that was more fun and uh, lighthearted mm-hmm. and something like athletic or whatever. It was a challenge type thing. And it was, it was my friends Casey Bain, Noah Shear, and Danny LaRue, who I'm still really, really close with, uh, some of my best friends, friends for life, yeah. um, started this, and we did we did 60 episodes of it over, uh, over two years. Dang. I did stuff over the summer. I really, I really started like to take charge of it because a lot of them fell off because of again COVID. Yeah. Uh, but they they were still around and still really passionate about it. But we did sixty different episodes. Some of them between two, I'd say on average two and five, five six minutes a week, uh, on top of the stuff that we had for class. So I had I was going doing yeah. that for class, doing the class stuff, doing uh, sports, and then doing class, and then all the other stuff I had going on. So I was I was I was a busy guy. But uh, no, so we did we did that. We had. Five seasons, if you include the summer edition, and then towards the end, I just wanted to go out on like a big bang. So we did last three weeks or four weeks. We did a live. I did a live one um, in front of the whole school uh, on on air, um, and then I did a hour and thirty minute uh, clip show, going back and looking at everything that we That's did. That's awesome. I edited that all myself, and then uh, we did a season finale for season four, which is about I think like twenty minutes as well, and then uh, a thirty minute series finale and i edited all of that stuff within uh, like three weeks and i was that's why i was staying until like 12 that's cool yeah so that that was i, I basically made a tv show and uh it was it kind of became a, a little bit of a big thing like a lot of people knew about it yeah um so that's my favorite piece of that's so cool of in media that right. i've been able to create so just that whole experience that's awesome yeah. uh and then the last one here Favorite Newslink Indiana moment or just any moment that is your favorite this year? Okay. Maybe even outside of it. Yeah. Uh, or explain your annual Easter Peeps picture <laughs> that you have to do on Instagram every year. Okay. I'll go the, I'll obviously go the Peeps one because that's the one that you're <laughs> leading to. Um, if you know me and if you don't know me, um, my Instagram is at newmany1863. Follow him. Yep. Hit me up. Um, say what's up. So have, uh, yeah, no. Holla. go ahead and follow. Um, anyway, so for whatever reason, back in 2014, uh, I was in I think fifth grade or something like that. Uh, that sounds man, right. I can't do the quick math. I don't know. I, I can't. I do believe whatever. Um, I decided that it'd be a great idea to post on my Instagram account. It right was when a I got great it. idea. It was. <laughs> you were right a, when a you picture, thought that. That's a picture sure. of me with a box of peeps, and it says uh, "Happy Happy Easter peeps." Again, 2014. So I was in like fifth grade. Uh, and you know what? The next year I was like, I'm going to make fun of myself. I'm going to do it again. And then I was like, hmm, I could do this again as well. And I, I keep doing it every year. People have kind of just expected it on Easter now. I don't know why I do it. It's Tale a tradition. It's, 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 it's just become a tradition. Um, I'm going to be going on year 10 this Man. next year. I know. That's so, crazy. So actually, no. So that'd be, that'd be right. So it'd be 2013. I think that's when it started. Um, but I don't know. I just think it's, I don't even like peeps all that much. They're really more my dad's. I don't know. Yeah. It's just something that I did that one time and then I just decided to do it again for whatever reason and then continue to do it. It's a nice little, it's fun. Yeah. It's a nice little marker of how you've grown up and how you, yeah. uh, how you've grown as a person and changed. It's, it's kind of, it's just so fun. I know. Hey, well, every year um, I know that I post it and then people will always respond to it. So I've got a couple just like, uh, my read friend, off, read yeah. off some of your favorites. Here. Oh my bad. Ooh, I just sucked the table. You're good. Uh, my friend uh, Seth Cook, he uh, goes, "Babe, wake up!" And he posted his yearly tradition picture for Easter. <laughs> um, and then uh, a bunch of people like, I love how the frown slowly turns into a smile because originally I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's, I, it's a frown. And then I like, I, I maybe maybe year ten I'll smile. Maybe that maybe that's what yeah, I'll do. Ah, there you go. Maybe that's what I'll do. Um, a little change of pace. I don't pace. know. Every, it makes my day every year. Thank you, Jonathan Hess. Is it really easier without Andy's yearly peeps post? No, no, it is not. Kyle Blackburn. <laughs> Hello, and then my friend Angelo. Every year you get sexier. <laughs> I love Angelo. I agree. Uh, hey, uh, um, well, I, well, I gotta post that on our Indiana Drive Instagram account <laughs> so everybody could check that great. out. I love it. I don't know. I have it's fun. Cr- with it. It's just so funny. It's just yeah. so you that I don't it's know. great. Um, I'll do that until I'm like 45, or so, I will do it. You until have I die. to. So I'll do it to the day I die. Screw you have it. to, yeah. dude. Just it's keep just that going. <laughs> it's just the best. Uh, okay, we're coming to the end here. Um, yeah. Anybody want to shout out here today? 
uh, as man, this is you're leaving college tomorrow, so I won't see you yeah. for a while. But uh, it's been fun. It was a great conversation. Thank you for yeah. coming on. I appreciate no it. No problem. Yeah. Okay. So like people out shout out yeah. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what? I just got to rattle through all my friends. Logan if Swain, Daniel Riki, uh, Daniel Keene. I guess we've talked about him a lot. Yeah. Uh, Connor Miller, Corbin Kelly. Uh, what's up, Hayden Stafford? Uh, Casey Bain, uh, Daniel LaRue, we've talked about him before. Um, who am I missing? I don't think I'm, mi- I'm missing probably a lot of people. Noah Shear. You know who Jackson you are. Jackson Stanger, Jacob Booth. You know who you are. Drew Baker's go. probably li- listening. I'm sure he will be. Cole Christian, I'm sure he might be listening. Who knows? Um, I don't know. I have a, I, I feel like I'm at the, like the wheel at, uh, um, uh, Price is Right. It's like, who do you want to talk to? It's just like, it's say everybody. And then that one guy just be like, what about your girlfriend? It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I don't have one, uh, but I don't have to worry about that. We'll figure that out next year. We will. Uh, we oh, will. Yeah. We'll get we'll, confidence. We'll, yeah. Hey, it'll it'll be a it'll be, we'll accomplish that. God, I just had to bring that up, didn't I? Um, anyway, we got my parents, grandparents, whatever. My brother, yada yada. My dog. I don't know. I'm gonna <laughs> shout out everybody that retweeted my tweet, Good liked my for tweet, them. viewed my tweet, Good posted posted the Sports Center post on Instagram. You guys made my day. You made it. You made it blow up. So I appreciate it. Heck yeah. One thousand three hundred thirty-seven retweets. 14,700 <laughs> likes and still a two mil view. So uh, that's nuts though. A- any last thoughts, Andy, as we sign off? I'm no, I'm glad I was able to do this. I think got a lot of good info about me and about other stuff that I enjoy out. I, I had fun with you, Zoos. Yeah. Um, and enjoying getting to know you at least even a lot more towards the end of this year. Right. So disappointed that we're going to have to be leaving here soon, but hopefully we'll link up in the summer. Um, hopefully be able to hopefully get doing some stuff and, you, and you're only yeah. going to be about 45 50 oh, yeah, minutes away so definitely yeah. got to do stuff this summer but i appreciate you coming on go check out where plug your podcast real quick yeah uh, go check out underqualified knuckleheads on spotify apple or wherever i think it's just spotify and apple if i do remember correctly um we're YouTube. also Insta- yeah and youtube i do do the youtube page yes um just go up underqualified knucklehead sports pod and then the, um it, i think our instagram page is at knuckleheads.sportspod yes so go follow that as well and then also again follow me at newandy1863 on all platforms hit me up perfect (laughs) perfect way to end the show appreciate you Andy coming on Uh, and until next time for the last show here at Ball State for for a little bit of you check out for the summer have a good one everybody see ya